kind of feel like that. You like it's lame to do an introduction. You'd be embarrassed. No, no, no. That's not what I was gonna say. I was gonna say you don't want to be professional. I, you don't want to do anything no, right. That's not. That's not what I want to say either. What I want to say is this is our show, but I feel like you're the you're the prettier person, so you should be speaking. You know, I'll be I'll I'll be uh, if I'll that's be the here. way that things worked. I don't know, like. <laughs> <laughs> like, how would Harvey? How, how would Harvey Weinstein ever gotten in charge? By walking around in a bathrobe, and <laughs> <laughs> making people do things. This is the master thesis underneath the deepness. Come to myclub.net where you can read this. Run a plot on the map in hyperspatia. From the Society for Scientific Exploration. Color is vibration, vibration is sound. Sound resonates through the mouth. Check it out. What I say vibrates no less than nine right, ways. South, southeast, west, We don't know what we're going to call the podcast yet, right? Are we still, we're still up in the air? I like my idea of still calling it uh, Bird Road based on where I live. <laughs> Because again, I'm better looking. I hate this than already. Why you don't like that name? That's probably going to be the Bird name Road. now. Bird Road is like where I live. Uh, I don't know if that's even true. It's just arbitrary, like an arbitrary thing to call a podcast. That's why, why does really it have hip. to be like meaning? That's pushed super into hip it? of you. It's so hip. I love it. I don't know. Why not Dave and Dave? <sighs> <laughs> Who's going to listen to the show called Dave and Dave? How about, uh, I don't know. We'll We're three out, minutes but... into this podcast, <laughs> and and we don't even know the name of it. I just, I think I should have at least known that Bird Road was on the table. Well, I don't know. I feel like it doesn't matter if you know. That's true. <laughs> I feel like I don't care if All you right. know. It's How many... Bird, Bird Road. <laughs> Would you get really mad if I just made a big deal out of calling it Bird Avenue? <laughs> what if you were like, it has to be Maryland Parkway? Like under no circumstances. There's, a, there's actually a local band. There's a local band called Maryland Parkway. Oh God, of damn course. it! Of course there is. Of course there is. Um, so I guess we should introduce ourselves. My name is David David Quinones. Um. I'm here in Miami, Florida. On the phone is uh, David Rosen, who's in Las Vegas, Nevada. So two I places. We we're introducing ourselves. Well, I'm introducing you. Like, okay. can you deal with that? I mean, what do you I, want to say about yourself? I'll, what is it that's so fucking I'll great? It. What is so great about you? Dead air. I, fucking dead air. Well, I, I've been friends with David Quinones for what, like eight? <laughs> Not long years enough to now? learn how to say his last name, apparently. <laughs> Quinones. Like, do you think my last name rhymes with mayonnaise? <laughs> Keen honors. <laughs> David Quinones for like five years. You're making fun of my accent. I don't like it. This is very two steps forward, two steps back. This so welcome to the podcast. This is our very first podcast. Um, uh, my name is David Quinones. I live in Miami. Um, I have a little family and uh, I don't do anything really that important. Uh, I'll let you introduce yourself, co-host. My name is David Rosen. I live in Las Vegas and I compose music and work in my family's record store called Wax Tracks Records. So this might sound like a really arbitrary random podcast and why are we even doing this? We're two sort of nobodies that like, why would you care? This has been eight years in the making this podcast. 
this podcast. That's right. Actually, yeah, probably right. longer. When we first came up with the idea of the Dave and Dave show, I think in like 2005-ish, just in time for me to move away from Las yeah. Vegas forever. <laughs> it's true. It, it, it was right before you moved. We started talking about doing some kind of a show. It was. I think it was going to be a sketch show at first. And there wasn't really even a delivery platform for anything like this. We did do. We, yeah, there was no way that we could have even yeah. put this out there. Yeah, it would, it would have been a file that someone would have had to have downloaded, and they might not have even had enough data to download it. And it, it would have been just. Yeah. And conservatively, yeah, it, we, we back were ahead then, of our time. There were maybe <laughs> like, like 10,000 people in the world with a computer. There was. <laughs> <laughs> that might be wrong, but. It felt like nobody had a computer. I, I was Whenever any of us needed a computer, we'd just go to your house. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah, I, I, and that's how it's always been for me. I've always been that guy. I'm the computer guy, and yet I have nothing to do with the production of this. Oh podcast. my god! Oh my god! I just realized something. I've just had. I just had a fucking epiphany. Hmm. At the moment of like the proliferation and the ubiquity of computers where everybody sort of had a smartphone in their hand and everybody had a computer, a laptop access. Like when it went from being like, yeah, you maybe you had one for work or there was one at work to the point where like, I don't know, around like 2009, 2010, there was that moment when everybody had an iPhone and everybody had a computer. That's when you stopped having friends. <laughs> it's that's true. Really, it's really true. Oh, yeah. I'm hearing well, when did you? When did you, when did you move? I moved in 2006. 2006. So, yeah, it was because I remember I hung out with rubs for a while after. Yeah, we should probably, our, like, our I mean, like, rubs. we're getting really inside baseball right now. Like, who the fuck knows That's who rubs? Yeah. I mean, like, very few people yeah. know who we are. Who the fuck is going to know who Johnny Rubs is, honestly? What if Johnny Rubs is the only person to listen to this? <laughs> You're bad this is a good podcast I would listen to. All right. I don't know what's going to happen. There's no way to know anything in this world. <laughs> Welcome to Bird Road. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Bird Road. Uh, Welcome, to the... Welcome to the podcast, everybody. <laughs> My name is... I'm, I'm like jumping back and forth between browsers to make sure this bullshit is actually recording. Um, I'm sure that's helping the performance. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm performing right now. Um, so this is our first episode. We're going to try really hard not to sound terrible and also not to sound too rehearsed. I don't think there's any uh, concern about us sounding too polished. I don't think that's going to be an issue. Or rehearsed, considering we don't know what we're going to do. Considering we don't know what we're doing. Um, but uh, it's almost like a, a, a pretty familiar trope at this point that every podcast, like the first episode, is fucking terrible and just bad. Um, we're an independent podcast. We don't have any money. Uh, we're not going to do like a Patreon. We're not going to do an Indiegogo because we haven't thought about things like that yet. Mm-mm. And we, yeah, we haven't really given anything any thought. We're definitely not owned by like a huge, big corporate podcast thing. Like, um, I don't know. What are those? Slate, I guess, or Gimlet? <laughs> Gimlet one? Skimlet. Did you say skimlet? No, I said that'd gimlet, be really bad if there's a skimlet. I slurred. Yeah. If there's a skimlet, I mean, like That's they're possible. already. Yeah, but like they're already fighting against the fact that there's a gimlet. So we don't we don't have any um, affiliations like that. Um, 
our, our we're going to sort of feel out what we want our podcast to be about as we go. Uh, this is more about um, the hook to this podcast, as it were, is more about friendship. It's true because we have been friends for a long time and we've always wanted to do some kind of a show together. <laughs> um yeah so uh yeah that's pretty much what this is going to be about it's going to be about us just talking to each other and and you just listening and and enjoying it and every once in a while maybe we'll try to have some other people on so that they can just marvel at our you know the 45 to 51 minutes that it takes for us to get our fucking podcast recording um i feel like i'm going to be dreaming about your voice tonight you (laughs) because i i'm just hearing it in my headphones it's all creamy and lush so it's different uh, from every night how yeah <laughs> uh, yeah all right so <laughs> where where do you want to go first with this? so i really want so this let, thing let, to be about like podcast about about podcasts i really want this thing to be about um uh like okay i'm really into politics right now and uh, like not into it in like a, a fucking like i don't know in a spectator sport kind of way but in a like affecting your life kind of way living in everything is politics these days even like even the you know the tragedy that happened in Vegas people being shot you know all of it immediately pivots to some sort of political perspective or point of view and um the difference between now and maybe like six years ago or four years ago is that it's just way more disgusting now it's just way more vile and worthy of being talked about now so that's one aspect i want to talk about for me also kind of secondary to that is culture which i know is a a a big thing for you and and like i honestly there's just not enough politics and culture podcasts out there so i think that we're on pretty safe ground right yeah we should definitely be trailblazers in this i know it's so novel who would have thought like talking about politics and movies or television or music. You know, all, all joking aside, uh, you know. I'm, Here we I, go, guys. Here I, we go. I, I only listen to a handful, but is there any that do both? Um, yeah. I mean, you know, and I don't want this to be like the podcast review hour or anything like that. But um, I'm not asking you to. I'm just asking you. Well, maybe we, just back the fuck are, off for like two are, seconds are and let me answer the goddamn original? question. Is this a completely original idea? Is what I'm asking you. Um, okay, so they do a thing on one podcast that I used to like a lot called the Slate Political Gap Fest, but I hate it because the host, I hate it now because the host said that Miami should just be wiped off the map, which is like a complete fucking like, like, I mean, North hasn't said that Northeastern asshole privilege thing to say, like a complete like <laughs> shithead fuck weasel thing to say. Like, like, just like dismissively, like, oh, Miami should just be wiped on the because well, that's, that's pretty hard. much where we are right now. Meanwhile, like, a, no, no problem, no problem with Manhattan, right? Manhattan is fine. Manhattan was a great yeah. idea. Manhattan oh, was yeah. like a brilliant plan to fucking put where it is. Uh, but Miami should be wiped off the map because mm-hmm. you know that that won't affect that won't affect fucking David Plotz's you know Atlas Obscura bullshit jaunts around the world. Because the closest he's ever been to Miami is the fucking men's room at the Knight Foundation. It, like, fuck that guy. But anyway, um, so I forget. What was your question? I don't I don't know. I, I think it was something about uh, whether or not we were original. Which, yeah, yeah. So short I'd answer say, is. I'd say we are. Short answer yeah. is yes. 
The short answer is okay, yes. Good. Um, it's going to be hard, I think, for people to follow us, which is probably like the wrong way to start uh, engaging with your listenership. But like we kind of jump, we, we, we have an outline and most podcasters won't tell you that they're doing that, but we will because we're not afraid for you to know that we have an outline. Sure. Um, and so what's what's first? We use, what, we what use do, Google Docs. Yeah, we use Google Docs, which is this really interesting thing that just came out. And people are yeah. using it all over the world. It's just like changing the way people work, like being able that, to like go right in the middle of a sentence that somebody else is writing and just like typing the word dick over and over. Is, if anyone's interested, you go to docs.google.com and you can, you know, just start right up. Assuming I can't you have a Google account. I can't verify that, but it sounds right. Yeah. Um, so the first thing I wanted to talk about was, and I, I don't know where this came from, but uh, okay, we wanted to do this like a month ago, but both of us have been kind of beset on all sides by huge disasters. Um, you uh, live in Vegas. Uh, not very far from the intersection of um, of I, I don't know if they call it Russell Road anymore or not, but Russell Road and, and Las Vegas Boulevard, where uh, the largest um, mass shooting in U.S. history just happened two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so Hacienda, but yeah, Hacienda right there a block over. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right near the Mandalay Bay across the street. Caddy corner from the Mandalay Bay. Um mm-hmm. So, which if you've anybody who's lived in Vegas, it probably isn't really that surprised that somebody walked around with that many guns and was not bothered or or questioned or anything like that. It's it's that kind of a place. Um, yeah. And it, again, you've lived there what like almost twenty years now. I lived I lived there for almost ten years or like eight years. So, mm-hmm. um, so you know that happened. And uh, on my end of things in Miami, not only was um were we without power after hurricane Irma for quite some time and uh, our whole sort of existence was shaken. But a lot of our family here uh, who live in Puerto Rico um, are still with us because they haven't been able to get back home. So there's been all that lots of fun stuff happening and, and we just haven't really been able to, to nail this thing down the way that we wanted to. But now, you know, I'm sitting in the closet with all my clothing and it's, That's... you know, really good audio in here. And you? That's good. You pretty much, nothing's affected you. No, no, I'm just in my house as always. I've had electricity the whole time. Right. Went You've just a, sat I there. A, I, went on a, I went on a nice vacation last week to Seattle. You know, You've just been much. sitting in your air conditioning, not valuing human life. Business as usual. Yeah, that's as per usual for you. So <laughs> <laughs> one of the things I wanted to bring up was uh, – um, Got a uh, a tweet that I that I posted into our little Google Doc outline here, and it was from a, a local reporter named Glenna Milberg here in Channel Ten, and it, it was it's a it's it's a, it's a photo of um and she's at Glenna with two N's on Ten, so Glenna on Ten uh, on Twitter, and it's a photo of one of these makeshift tents for people that are coming and um and are are, are applying for you know disaster relief and grocery money that they can use to actually leave that tent and go get some you know much needed uh food or whatever it is supplies that they might need water and you know irma's not in the news as much as it was but like miami's an incredibly poor place this is like one of the poorest cities in the country and um and (laughs) what the tweet is about is basically saying hashtag fraud investigators are working the crowds 
applying for grocery money, hashtag disaster assistance. They found some falsifying uh, and you know, the, the handle for the local station. That's ridiculous, man. Are you serious? That's terrible. There's, Absolutely terrible. Wait, I think you and I might think that it's 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 ridiculous for, for different reasons. Okay. What here's the thing I'm gonna posit. The person who is going through the effort of defrauding um for grocery money, what do you think that that's like a fucking white collar millionaire or somebody who's like, do you really think that that's somebody that's like doing okay? That's not somebody that's doing okay. That's probably somebody who maybe doesn't have the right identification. Somebody who doesn't, who, who like, um, you know, doesn't have all the right uh, credentials or all the right paperwork. And they're showing up at this place one way or another. I'm sorry. Anybody who's showing up to this fucking 95 degree tent in the middle of the day in, uh, like the hottest October in the history of Miami is not showing up to run some like hardcore scam. If they're, if they like, why do, why are we deploying fraud investigators there? One way or another, these people need money. They need food. They need something to drink. It's a stupid, like obtuse, insane use of, of resources. And fraud investigators, by the way, have a huge opportunity to focus on people that are actually defrauding, real amounts of they could go five miles down the road to brickle uh the banking center of 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 uh of miami of south florida and find way more fraud activity going on there if they had even the slightest impetus to do that but of course they never would do something like that well i think it it goes back to what the thing is right now for everything really in every aspect especially in politics and and also everywhere else in the country is to look at negative and try to just make everything seem terrible and make it seem like somebody is trying to take what apparently, you know, you deserve, you know? And, uh, I, I think that's just like another example of that, that there's these resources that, you know, somebody out there thinks shouldn't even be getting given out in the first. That's place. what it is. That's what it yeah. is. That's what the fuck it is right there is. Yeah. That somebody, and by somebody I mean half the population of this country, of are pissed yeah. off that anything's being given away, that yeah. they that that anybody's getting a freebie, that anybody's getting a leg up, and they want to make sure that they guard that little bit of yeah. fucking sliver of 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 tanf cards or, or or snap cards or EBT cards that are being handed out. They want to make sure that that little that little tax expenditure that represents one scintilla of a percent of our like overall county budget or or statewide budget is is being like like dutifully and and uh yeah. you know draconianly yeah. paid attention to make sure make sure that it's like overly regulated and make sure that not a single person gets a single fucking penny if they don't completely deserve it and of course if one out of thousands and thousands and thousands of these people are you know so-called frauding the system then oh my god that guy's right yeah and, and then the whole he's, and then, he's right for thinking it's all everybody's bad and, and maybe he's right that this whole program is terrible and maybe we shouldn't yes. be helping people because look at this one person that was that yep. was one 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 example is all it takes and to it, prove it comes right from a place then... that's so fucking gross it comes from the grossest part of of the human like spirit it comes from the part that hates the poor and it's the part mm -hmm. that you feel that you feel like in you 
that you hate about yourself when you see like homeless people and you're like turned off by them and you want to go to the other way and you feel like shit because like it's it's sure it's a natural reaction in some cases but you're able to override it and realize like okay well i'm not going to give the guy money or you know he doesn't look dangerous he's not going to hurt me or i'm not worried about that because that's not something that really fucking happens um or maybe i do give him some money i don't know whatever it is that your personal ethos is you know whatever it is that that you do in those situations it comes from that dirty shitty place inside you and and like and it's the worst part of us. It's the part that you should be fighting against. But instead, there's entire fucking political parties built built around it, right. exalting it. Yeah, exactly. That that's that is fifty percent of our country, unfortunately. And it's insane because one of the things a little further down, I'm going to jump the line just a little bit, but only because I want to segue to the next thing that I want to talk about, which is this Facebook town hall thing. So I wanted to like put you on the spot with this facebook town hall thing okay so if you go to facebook.com slash town hall connect with your representatives yeah okay so this is interesting this is something that that a few websites have done like to varying degrees of success um but this one's really good because facebook for how what an evil fucking corporation they are they have really good user experience for the most part and user interface at least when they keep things simple this is really cool it's cool right but what i want you to do is look at those people so what 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 you're looking at right now for the listeners is you're listening you're looking at a page that based on your address or your geolocation or whatever it's Mm -hmm. telling you who your representatives are up and down the line not just your congressperson but your state level person your city council person right here's the reason that i bring this up I want you to look at that and you're pretty you you because of your girlfriend mostly um are pretty tuned in to politics especially locally and you know and you're you're pretty a pretty woke jew so (laughs) do do any of those people like represent you do you look at them and and say like like tell me who you see there and tell me like what your impression of those people are uh based on your knowledge of politics it could be a local person all the way down to the president and the vice president the first word that comes to mind is white <laughs> and I, I I'm white, you know, so that sort of represents me, but I just, oh, see you're white, Jewish. I, see white fa- I see white faces down the line. Um, and whether or not Jews are white is a whole nother topic that we could get into one of these oh, days. Next on talking Jews, <laughs> next on, next on Jew jeans, we get into Jew- whether Jews are white. Gino We're totally hopping right into the really, on that one. yeah, Gino, bring her in. <laughs> <laughs> she she can go for an hour on that topic. Alone. Yeah, we'll bring your girlfriend in. She um, can. She has a lot of strong yeah. opinions after but, fucking suffering you know, through you know living what, with you for ten this, years. The second thing I think of, and you're right. I you know lately I have been much more involved. You know, it's not it's not the thing that I do. If I was to pick, what am I going to do tonight? It's not going to most likely be something politics related. But I end up at a lot of these things because of my girlfriend. Um, but. Even with the amount that I've been out there, I, I don't recognize these people, <laughs> which I think is kind of ridiculous. Like their know? names at all. You don't know. Like, give me an right. example. Like, who's your, who's your, well, like, you're in the county, right? Like, you're not in the city. Uh, right, right. So who's um, like your, well, like, who's your lowest level like assembly, representative? Assembly, your assemblyman. Assemblyman, uh, Justin Watkins. I don't, I don't know who he is. I've seen his picture though. Uh, I don't know anything about him though. Um, Becky Harris, I've never seen her name before. Nevada State Senator for District Nine. 
Um, District nine. Nice. District nine. Oh yeah. Nice. That's awesome. Um, (laughs) Mark Hutchison, Lieutenant governor of Nevada. Never seen his face before. Of course I know Brian Sandoval. I know Jackie Rosen, Catherine Cortez. Wait, you know Jackie Rosen? Because your last name is Rosen. I know. That's, That's my aunt. I know who this Donald Trump guy is. I know this Mike Pence is. I know who Dean Heller is. That's that's it. I'm actually only getting uh, nine people on my list. Um, that sounds about right, though. That's that's about. Is that, is that about right? Is that what you would get? So this guy is Justin Watkins. I'm, I'm just look. I'm fascinated with this. Like, who's representing you on a local level thing right now? Because. Okay. First of all, like, I don't know, anybody who's listening, like, can probably hear that we lean pretty left. I mean, that's the way it is. I mean, I've. Oh, do we have a guest? We is have, that a guest? We have three guests with wagging tails. The babes. Uh, in a little bit. Okay, well, I'm leaving and I've got a bunch of food laying all in the kitchen. Do you okay, I'll, I'll clean up. I think she'll be fine. We're getting a little peek behind the scenes here. That's our future first guest talking. Okay, cool. Um, by the way, I was just looking at that guy's Facebook page. He has 212 likes. He has less likes than the polar bear MCs. <laughs> <laughs> he was born. He was born the year I was born, and um, like he's way behind in life. I'm way ahead of him. <laughs> Although he does have two kids, Addison with a with a Y, and Sydney with two Ys. Are, is the number of kids a a good measurement? Yeah, because that's success? like a measurement of your virility and like how much you can like fuck. Hey, I used to produce a rapper who had like eight kids. Okay, so anyway, I don't want to break the flow here, because okay. uh, my my point was this. All right. I was talking. I was. I was. I've been really fascinated with who these people are that are representing us on on, um, you know, a local level. And yeah. uh, for years, I, I actually was only. I, I was wrong about who my count my my congressperson was. I thought my count congressperson was one person, but it turned out to be another person. And then I'll, there was redistricting where I live in the twenty sixth district of Florida, and. Um, the person that's represented me for a really long time is this like real one trick pony GOP sort of like stooge typical, you know, fall along the lines and pretty much everything that, that George W. Bush wanted her to fall on the lines in. And then after that, uh, you know, was was always with 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 um, with Boehner in, in, in the house. And that's her name is Ileana Rose Leighton. And outside of South Florida, not a lot of people probably know who she is. Right. But she's retiring. She's sort of quietly. She's like had enough of Donald Trump. She's. She's Cuban, and frankly, it's really difficult to be part of the Republican Hispanic caucus right now because the leader of the party is so, like, wildly, overtly, aggressively racist against Hispanics. So Mm. uh, you can kind of read between the lines. She announced recently that she's going to quit, but she's had this stranglehold on my district forever, and I can't – I just couldn't figure out – Beyond just like looking like an like like your abuela, I can't I could not figure out like what the reason was. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck is? Yeah. She's just one of these people that has like a, um like a coalition. She just has her like in her on the off years when Democrats who don't fucking care at all about voting in the off years don't show up to the polls. She's got a solid like eighty ninety thousand people that just show up and will vote for her. 
So, right. so who's running now, right? I, like that's what I was interested in. I was like, who's 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 like the person that's going to most closely mirror my politics? I don't want to be ignorant of this stuff anymore. And I've been keeping an eye on a lot of these people, but one I think really stands head and shoulders above the rest, and that was the next item on our outline that I wanted to go over. That's um. Uh, this really awesome candidate who's who's a, a local politician who's trying to make the the jump to you know to 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 the house of representatives bettina rodriguez aguilera so my former employer the miami herald ran a, a really great article on her earlier today um so florida has a u.s senator who once flew aboard the space shuttle and that's that's bill nelson for anybody that doesn't know senator bill nelson the senior senator from from florida um but a congressional candidate from miami can go one better bettina rodriguez aguilera says she's been aboard a spaceship too but this one was crewed by aliens as in extraterrestrials three blonde big-bodied beings two females one male visited her when she was seven years old and have communicated telepathically with her several times in her life she says so aguilera 59 is a republican who's running to uh, replace uh ross layton and as i said um, she recounted her experience with the extraterrestrials during a 2009 television interview, and she described gro- going up inside the spaceship, uh, though whether it went into space or just hovered around town was left unclear. I went in. There were some round seats that were there and some quartz rocks that control the ship, not like airplanes, said a person who's running for Congress in my fucking town. Uh, in two separate videos posted to YouTube years ago, one by Spanish-language station America TV and another by political critic uh using the name doral girl 26 rodriguez spoke uh in detail about her her extraterrestrial experiences um among the things that she found out from the aliens is that there are thirty thousand skulls different from humans in a cave in the mediterranean island of malta the world's energy center is in africa the coral castle which is like this shitty tourist attraction down here in miami uh, is actually an ancient egyptian pyramid and quote god is the plot isn't the plot of black panther I don't know what the plot of Black Panther is, but probably, yes, it is. It is based on the trailer. It's everything you just described. <laughs> and God is a universal energy, which I, I believe. I believe that actually I support her on that, on that plank on her. <laughs> she also said that aliens had mentioned ISIS, though she didn't clarify if they meant the terrorist organization or the ancient Egyptian goddess or the band. So something to ask. For reporters to ask on the on the campaign trail. Um, so one one question for you: What state did you say that you're from again? I mean, like originally or right now? I live in Florida. I, I, in... I mean the state. I mean the state where this lady is uh, is running. She, Florida, here in Florida, the Florida's twenty sixth district. I know. Yeah. I just wanted to make sure everyone. Yeah, we get it. Yeah, that, that, that that's yeah. We're gonna do a whole episode of this <laughs> down the road. By the way, <laughs> fucking smart ass. <laughs> And I'm not going to get too into it right now, but there's a reason that people have that perception of Florida, and it has nothing to do with us having any crazier shit going on here than in a place like Nevada or anywhere uh-huh. else. It has everything to do with open records law and sunshine law and the like, the expanse of, of sunshine law in Florida. We're going to get into that in another episode. That's not going to be something that we talk about right now. Okay. Just trust me. Florida's not really that much weirder than – not that, that, that – it's not appreciably weirder. Don't forget, Florida is also the third biggest state in the union. It's like there's yeah. a lot of people here doing a lot of drugs, and there's like a right. lot of like angst and just general dissatisfaction with life in this country. I mean, 
I would venture that there's at least this much crazy shit happening in Texas, but like you can never find out about it. You could never find out if somebody smoked meth and burned down a 150 year old tree with their meth pipe, which is a story that happened here in Florida. Um, like you would never find that out in Texas because of their lack of, uh, of, of open public records. Right. Anyway, we'll, we'll get into that later. <laughs> it's a whole other thing. I'm making a note I, of that I, really I quick. apologize for uh, totally derailing your whole little thing. Such a fucking piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> so from one of our from one of our Congress people, again, staying on this fucking Congress people thing, man, I'm telling you. Look, before Gina popped in, I was saying that, like, you can tell that we're both kind of pretty left-leaning people, generally. And, um, like, if that's your cup of tea, then you're going to probably like this show. Um, but uh, the thing that struck me most from the, the last election cycle was that not not so much when Clinton lost, but the fact that over a thousand Democrats that had been ousted during the course of Obama's eight years. So from 2008 until 2016, a th- on the state, local and um, federal level, a thousand Democrats had given up ground. And in my mind, I was just like, that's that's obscene. Like, did they just think that they were going to keep being president forever? I mean, like, th- this f- party is insane. Like, well, did they think that nobody would ever vote them out, that they were just going to, like, be like, I don't know, stay woke the whole way through pres- the presidency forever? And so I'm really focused right now. I, I mean, I don't know. It, I, I really love what your girlfriend's doing because she's she's focused even like a like 10 times more of a laser than me on all these uh, sort of smaller level elections going on out there. Yeah, she's helping out with a bunch of uh, different people that are running for uh, Congress, Assemblyman. Uh, one guy is going to be running for uh, uh, governor. A um, whole bunch of, uh, you know, really cool people. And then just lots of activists who are just trying to, you know, make a difference at the, you know, that low level, which I think, you know, you know, we're incredibly jaded people the two of us but i think you know someone has to do that <laughs> because uh you know uh, things are pretty damn bleak right now and it's good that some people are out there really trying to do something <laughs> so that brings us to the next really awesome former congressman uh and i, I want to bring up these stories again because i want to talk about the people that are representing us on a local level and they're like they're not going away like the woman with the fucking aliens isn't going away. She was a local representative in Doral and like a, a little city here in Miami. And she's not being laughed out of town. She's a candidate, a mm-hmm. viable, I mean, quote unquote, viable candidate for, for a congressional seat. And that's this, where, that's where we are now. This guy, David Rivera is the next guy I want to talk about. Um, who's incredible. He was the, um, he, in, in the, he was a congressman uh, for, uh, I, th- I think, two terms. Um, and I- I'll just read it from Politico. It's a great story. I mean, David Rivera, this is like, you know, the way that he anybody, I mean, anybody running for Congress again, trying to get back that seat that they lost would, um, I mean, want to start their 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 campaign off this way, I think. So while former Congressman David Rivera runs for Florida for the Florida House, so he's running, you know, to be clear, he's not running for U.S. Congress. He's running to be a, a, a Florida House, a, a member of the Florida House of Representatives. Um, 
So while he's doing that, he's also running from the U.S. Marshal Service. The U.S. Marshals have attempted to serve the Miami Republican with a summons tied to his <laughs> long, ongoing federal election, uh, election commission lawsuit since July. Um, they've been unable to find him. He's also running for an open 2018 <laughs> Florida House seat. So <laughs> he's, he's currently missing. He's currently missing. Uh, quote, uh, this from the FEC, uh, the, the Election Commission's Attorney General, Greg Miller, um, just this week, uh, last week. The commission's diligent efforts to serve Rivera have been thwarted so far by Rivera's apparent evasion of service. Uh, Rivera is almost certainly aware of this lawsuit. Um, the judge is giving them a little bit more time to find him. It doesn't really say until what, until what they file a, uh, I would assume that at, at that point they would file a, um, uh, a bench warrant of some kind. They would have to like, I mean, how long can you evade the marshal service while you're also out there raising money for a campaign? Um, so the FEC is suing him in Miami federal court over an alleged uh, illegal campaign finance scheme that led to two people serving jail time. Under the allegations, Rivera was part of a scheme to funnel campaign contributions to Justin Lamar Sternad, which if you weren't part of Miami politics four years ago, five years ago now, you really missed out in learning about Justin Lamar Sternad, who was not even technically a person. It was just a name that they ran. <laughs> they ran a name uh, as a straw candidate who ran against a Democrat, Jill Garcia, in 2012. Um it was in a Democratic primary. Basically, what they wanted to do was dirty up Joe Garcia, who was a Democrat, who was like by like by no means a prize himself. Um, but they wanted to dirty him up with this, basically with this this imaginary candidate who was just like we'll get into that guy a whole other time because he has an incredible story. Justin Lamar Sternet. He didn't really even know he was running. Um, <laughs> he was barely a person except existing on paper. Um uh, so yeah, all of that crooked ass, uh, behavior during the 2012 election has been dogging, um, Rivera, who's a pretty big name in Miami politics. Um, and, uh, <laughs> in early July attempts to settle the issue failed, which led to the FEC to file a civil complaint. Um, the deputy marshal then encountered an individual in the driveway at the address who refused to answer questions regarding Rivera. Uh, so they, they've, they're getting the uh, snitches get stitches treatment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's pretty much, uh, that's how you put it. <laughs> the only way to put it. So these are our people. This is our pool, our pool of candidates that we have to, 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 to be able to go from on a local level. I have to be a little optimistic and say it'll get better, but I think we haven't seen the bottom yet. <laughs> I think I think they're gonna get way crazier. So we we're gonna we're gonna like really on a dime. Maybe I'll throw in some. Maybe you'll throw in a little bit of like transition music right here. So I wanted to play a little game with you. Um, okay. Called harassment roulette. And this, of course, we're going to play this game coming after, uh, you know, on the heels of, of all the news about Harvey Weinstein and, and all the fun stuff that he's been up to for the last, like, 35 years of being a piece of shit, um, allegedly. Uh, so, 
<laughs> I'm gonna name you. I'm gonna name you four people, okay? And um, and you're gonna tell me which one of them. You're gonna tell me which one of these four people has not, in the last few weeks, been implicated as also kind of a serial piece of shit and either beating or harassing women. All right? Okay. Okay. First one, Terrence Howard. Star of uh, the first Iron Man, not the second or third Iron Man, um, and I think an Academy Award winner, right? From uh, or, or Academy Award nominee from um, from the, the fucking Hustle and Flow, uh, Bill Murray, yeah. uh, who's Bill Murray, who doesn't need any uh, right. any explanation. Ed Asner, very famous, uh, you know, longtime, uh, I think, an octogenarian. Um, actor who I think was probably best known from the Mary Tyler Moore show and all of his just kind of grumpy curmudgeon characters that he's played and uh, stand-up comedian Louis C.K. who I, I, I know you have a little bit of an affinity for. Um, so four of those people, which one of those people has not been implicated in some Weinstein-esque uh, behavior? Well, I think we all know about Louis by now. Um, that I mean, that's kind of old news. But okay, I want you to what, say what the old news is. I, I'm not. I'm not going to say that because it's alleged, <laughs> and because we love Louis. <laughs> Louis, we hope you. Uh, we hope you're all right. <laughs> we hope you didn't do nothing. I gotta tell you, uh, based on what I've heard, it sounds like he's fine. It sounds yeah. like he's doing great. <laughs> well, his new movie's coming out, and it's got rave reviews. And yeah, that's what I was talking about. His new yeah, movie, his first movie since Foodie Fest. Um, so yeah, so we know him. Uh, I think I did hear something about, uh, who's the first one you said? Terrence Howard. Oh yeah. Terrence Howard. Huh. I think I heard something about Bill Murray, which is hard to believe. I mean, fucking Bill Murray, but we're going to cut him out. And so it's between Ed Asner and Terrence Howard. And I'm going to go with Ed Asner just because he's an old dude. <laughs> I mean, Very I can't logic. imagine. Yeah, I can't imagine anything happened recently with him. Sound, but maybe. Let's see what happens. Sound logic. Um, but you'd be wrong. Uh, actually, all four of them. <laughs> it's a trick there question. All four of them are pieces of shit. Uh, <laughs> Louis C.K., yeah, you're right, is a, an alleged piece of shit for, um, so to, and I'll be the one who says this because I know that you love Louis, so you don't want to, you don't want to say it, but. Masturbating in front of other female comedians in his room with the lock, door locked. That's, yeah, that's, that's it. Yeah. There you go. Um, Terrence Howard uh, is. Which apparently is a thing that people do because, I mean, that's something that Harvey Weinstein's being. Uh, I can't think of, of like just, the. Like when I well, hear about specific kinds of pathological behavior playing out in people, like there's a part of me that sometimes can recognize, like, oh, I understand where that comes from. That comes from a, like a place of like you know sorrow, or like a place of regret, or a place of anger, or a place of unchecked hatred, right? right. I have no idea where that thing comes from. Where does the like it. like masturbate in front of thing, people thing come from? Like where does that come I, from? I do not get it. I, I it's so strange. Just move on because it's really me out. <laughs> it's really upsetting you. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Terrence Howard. It's a matter of public record that on multiple occasions he's um, physically assaulted a number of his significant others. Some of them more than once. Um, 
uh, I believe uh, a year and a half ago, Gawker had done a a write-up of all of the different, uh, again, these are matters of public record, and they actually have been filed in court and filed by, you know, by, by charges. And, um, and uh, so that's, like, not even a, a, an alleged thing. That is a thing that happened. And yeah, I remember hearing about that a few years ago or something. The Bill Murray one is a more recent one that I didn't know about, but I guess it stems from a, a 2008-2009 uh, divorce or some, some sort of... Um, you know, proceeding with it with he and his, uh, I guess, then wife. And um, and and it's funny the way these things, the Bill Murray one is the most interesting one because it's the it's funny kind of like the way the Bill Cosby one is where it just takes like a like a little spark or like an ember to 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 set these things off, these things that people have sort of always known and have been these open secrets. And then it just is like, oh, by the way, you know, the Hannibal Burris stand-up act caught on. I mean, like, how many times has Hannibal Burris had a stand-up special released on, in, for millions of people? And right. and it took, like, some shaky handheld camera video to, 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 to put the whole Bill Cosby thing out there. It's just weird. I find it fascinating the way that these things sort of catch on and become unavoidable. <laughs> and Ed Asner. So, yeah, you would assume, like, Ed Asner probably... Uh, you know, in the 50s and the 60s and the 70s. I mean, he was still Ed Asner, but he was, you know, it was a different time. And, I mean, not not to excuse anything, obviously, but a lot more shit, I think, happened back then. Maybe not, but it, uh, I think a lot more stuff passed under the bar in the 50s, 60s, and 70s. No, this was five days ago. <laughs> Reading from, um, from, oh, an incredible website, uh, The Federalist, <laughs> one of the fucking worst one of the worst websites in the world. Um, <laughs> it was almost as if it was performance art. Ed Asner, TV icon and Hollywood veteran, appeared on Chris Jansing's MSNBC program to promote his new book, The Grouchy Historian, uh, an old-time lefty defense our constitution. Okay, so he's like... Hang on, my, my phone is like freezing. I'm going to look it up on my computer. I'm just going to blame it on the Federalist website, which is fucking garbage. And just like barfs like unwanted ads all over you. Okay. The grouchy historian, an old-time lefty, defends our Constitution against right-wing hypocrites and nutjobs. And Ed, a little wordy on the title. Like, maybe pull back a little bit. That's a lot of of title to get through. I know that the, you know, covers of the books are big, but still. Um, So given the news of the week, Jansing started their exchange by referencing Weinstein and the sexual harassment scandal. And, uh... The first thing she said was, I want to talk about workplace sexism. I'm joined now by a man who starred in one of those groundbreaking shows, The Mary Tyler Moore Show, winner of seven Emmy Awards more than any other man, Ed Asner, who helped demonstrate the changing culture of independent women in the workplace for millions of Americans each week. Ed Asner, wow, it's great to have you here. Thank you so much for coming in. Well, thank you. And not even a kiss. No, nothing, right? Oh, my God. <laughs> Chancing said no. <laughs> She laughed a little bit and launched into the discussion she had intended to have with him. At the end of the discussion, Asner tried again. Buck. You still owe me a kid. <laughs> okay, you're going to get yourself in trouble. <laughs> Jansing admonished him this time. You're going to get yourself in trouble, Jansing said, and with good reason, Mr. Asner. <laughs> Wait, I want you to explain this. He goes, his reply is, No, no, I'm not a job, huh? I'm not a job procurer. Mm, thank you. It- no, 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 no. I'm not a job procurer. What? 
the fuck does that mean? Oh my god. <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? And then the Federalist, of course, goes on to like blame it all on like being liberal and like every liberal has their like dick wagging in the wind and just right, waiting to like course. assault somebody. Because yeah. conservatives never do that. And no right, right. no high ranking Republican politicians like right now have had any kind of experiences like that. So no, never. <laughs> never, never, ever. So yeah. Um so basically what you're saying is men are disgusting animals. Is that the point here? <laughs> I don't, just don't know where this stuff comes from, man. Like, I'd be so nervous being asked that question on television. <laughs> I would, the, the last place that I would go. The last place I would go. Um, look, I know that you're a huge Harvey Weinstein fan, Dave. And finally, yeah. the last thing I wanted to talk to you about before we get to our little recurring segment is um, some Harvey Weinstein trivia. Uh, number one, do you know how many production credits he has? Because that's what he's famous for. He's famous for producing movies. Yeah. Uh, Without looking at the outline, well, which is probably lot, right in front of, of you. Yeah. Oh no! Exactly. Actually, I don't have my phone on. Uh, that's right. Well, I know that I know well, that he has range. over. Three, give me a range. Yeah, I know. I know he has over three hundred Oscar nominations. Um, that's there's no way that's so, true. That can't be true. Yeah. Yeah. Well, oh, well, yeah, him, when you consider his, when you consider films. like the, his films. Okay, like like the English Patient yeah. got like 20 Oscar nominations probably exactly. or something. Okay, all right. Yeah, yeah okay, that exactly. makes sense. So, I would guess I'm going to guess So, every single thing that Paul Thomas Anderson has done. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah, everything Quentin Tarantino's done, everything. Uh, I'm gonna guess. I want to say like right around that 300. Because, You're there. You're there. You know, with some with some films getting you know multiple nominations. I'm gonna say right around 300. You're there. Yeah, 331. You're you're right on oh. point. Now, <laughs> the reason I ask that is because the follow up second trivia question. Give, do I have to give up all these films? Yeah, I mean you're not you're not only are you not allowed to like them anymore, you I are not allowed. Dog. <laughs> <laughs> He's laying by my feet right now. He's like, "Who me? I didn't do anything to those ladies." For those listening, my dog's name is Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> Which... Are you gonna change it to Harvey Firestein? <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, is his name isn't just Harvey Weinstein. It's also Boy H.W., like the character in There Will Be Blood, which was <laughs> what I originally wanted. And then I realized the initials, oh, it's Harvey Weinstein, too. And we were thinking about Harvey, and so it all kind of worked out. Um, so we're going to kind of back off on, you know, saying Harvey. Yeah, maybe go with Harvey. Maybe go with H.W. Or maybe yeah, go with just H.W. or just Harvey. Or Boy know. Dog. Yeah. Well, yeah, his new name is Dad Dad also. Well. So. Yeah. yeah, a little peek but, uh, into your own mania going on in that yeah. house—the madness <laughs> of that house, which we'll get that—that's worthy of its own fucking episode. All the shit happening in that house. It'll happen. <laughs> um, so where, where were you going with that? So okay, this is where I was going. So question number two: How many writer-director credits does he have? Not of each. I'm talking about how many movies, how many, how many opuses 
of his own did he write and direct himself? I would say zero. You'd be wrong. I, I, I might be I might be wrong, but I would say zero. You'd be wrong. And all you have to do is direct yourself to 1986's Playing for Keeps, which was something that I took the time to watch today. Oh <laughs> I found God. it on <laughs> I found it on Wait, That's with uh who's in that? <laughs> fucking nobody, dude. You might be thinking about the Playing for Keeps that had Gerard Butler. Uh, Jessica Jessica Biel. Um, yes, yes, that one yes. from like it was like a you know one of those like shitty sort of um, what do they call that like a like a romantic comedies where they have the, like a lot of different people. Uh, uh, what's the word I'm trying to find? The like multiple people oh, cast. Oh, like the the Gary Marshall type movies. Uh, what, uh, what's the fucking word? Like two hundred cigarettes. Yeah, crazy that that's uh, where I go. Vignettes. No, that's Vignette. not the word. God damn it, you're making us sound so stupid. <laughs> What's the fucking word? <laughs> I don't know, dude. Um, what the fuck is Matthew Penn? <laughs> I'm, look, I'm looking at this Harvey Weinstein movie, Playing for Keeps. <laughs> Matthew Penn. <laughs> okay, but wait. Poor, poor Marissa Tomei was in it. Marissa, that's, what, oh, that's where I was going with it. A, oh, a, a then unknown... Marissa Tomei is in this movie, and I was just like, okay, well, let me watch this movie. Let me have it playing in the background. Um, <laughs> and, see, and see what, Did like... Did she get assaulted know, on the film? Basically. <laughs> <laughs> like, you can just imagine what it... She's, I, I mean, I don't know. She's got to be maybe 19 in this movie or 18. And there's a scene where one of the characters who's clearly... This movie, okay, the, the, let, me, let, me read, let me read the, the synopsis. Danny, Spikes, and Silk have just recently graduated from high school in New York. Danny finds a title deed for a huge house in a small town. He has a dream to turn it into a rock and roll hotel. The townspeople, though, are not very welcome to the New Yorkers. With a little help from an aging stockbroker, a local girl, and the stockholders, their friends from New York, they're able to help Danny pursue his dream. So just first thing to know about this. Danny is Harvey Weinstein. That's exactly what Harvey Weinstein did. Harvey Weinstein, his first thing was starting like a sort of a rock and roll venue. And, and like that was his thing was music first. That's exactly what he did out of high school. He was this guy. He like created these venues and started booking bands and then built his circle of influence up from there and branched into movies. And this is this is Harvey Weinstein's story. This is about this is him. And it's not really that far removed because this is 1986. So. It's not like he was at the height of his power quite yet then. He was still right. not, you know, a it godlike was way, figure. Way, way below. I don't think he had done that much yet. He had done it. some things. I looked at yeah, he had he was some. clearly like hustling and, and, and like making a lot of producing a lot of stuff at that point. But this was his dude, understand this was his like, I'm gonna write my story movie. This was his like yeah. this is the shit that happened to me and me and my buddies. It's okay. Incidentally, it's just fucking terrible. It's so bad. It's one of the worst, awful movies I've ever seen. But what makes it all the worse is there's, I'm not even going to get into all the now knowing what you know about Harvey Weinstein problematic stuff that's in it. But suffice to say that 10 minutes into it, there's a dream sequence where poor 19 year old Marissa Tomei is covered in what looks like KY jelly in like a fantasy of one of the characters. And it's just so gross looking. It looks so nasty. And it's 
horrible. They've got the need. Come on, we can make this thing work. We can do it. They've got the deed. I need that property. The hotel is not for sale. Now, all they've got to do is figure out how to succeed. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the new Hotel Majestic for kids only. Playing for keeps. So yeah, I wanted to test your Harvey Weinstein knowledge, and apparently I know more than you, even though I didn't fucking name my dog after a pervert. I'm glad that I don't know that much. <laughs> it makes life a little bit easier for me. <laughs> um, why don't you uh, why don't you introduce us into our, our, our recurring segment? Oh, and, yeah, um, so... and, and, and and jump us off from there. I have something I have something for the first part of it. I don't have something for the second part, although I can probably think something up in the next minute or two. Okay. Well, yeah, what we're gonna do <clears throat> is every time we do an episode, we are going to end it probably, I'm guessing, uh, by just talking briefly about something we loved and something we hated during the past week or two weeks or however long it is between episodes. And uh, it, it should be something we, you know, experienced or watched or ate or, you know, did or whatever. It could be something we time ate. Since. Yeah, it could be something you ate, you know, as long as it's something, you know, interesting and new and, you know, not like, oh, I had a piece of pizza. Because I, so, I had uh, pizza. <laughs> oh. Well, that's a pretty good one. I do love pizza. Oh, my God. No, I do have something that's going to work great. Okay, go ahead. So I was going to uh, kick it off with uh, <clears throat> with saying that I I was going to make you kind of happy with this one. Oh, great. But I, I loved listening to Chapo Trap House. Oh, my God. It's I good. Actually, yeah. that makes I me actually happy. really did enjoy it. I didn't expect to because you really built it up way too much that's always a mistake <laughs> like men- always mentioning a mistake. it every single time i talked to you in the past like year um but it was a really good show i was surprised i really liked the the host i i, I you know there was some really interesting stuff it was funny it, uh there was it was really something i'm going to continue listening to yeah that's a show that's like the most recent episodes that's a show that's heavy on the politics but like I'll tell you what makes that show interesting to me. I did. I didn't really. It wasn't a year ago. I, I put you on that. It was like oh, I only started watch, listening to that show in maybe like May or something like that. But right. what's different from that show? That show is heavy on the politics, and those guys are way smarter than we are. So if you're looking for like that kind of level insight, fucking just go to that show. But right. um, uh, what what is interesting about it is <laughs> listening back over it. It. I mean, like, it's interesting to. Because that show, I think it's been on about a year and a half or maybe almost two years. It's interesting to hear all of the all of the different little stories and news cycles that happened. In you'll find this out as you like if you go back into their catalog and archive or whatever. And, and all these like you know all the different things like when the when the you know grabbing grabbing by the pussy video came out and like the night of the election and then like the night the the night of the um the Democratic uh, convention and Republican convention all these different touchstones, all these points, you kind of forget about them because the, the, the last two years of politics has been fucking mad and it happens so right. it's fast. Right, just one thing after another, after right. another, after another. It just yeah. blows right by you. And then to sort of go back and listen to this show where, um, you know, listen to your, yourself, this isn't going to be like the fucking Chapo Trap House review or anything like that, but like where other people are able to sort of grasp in that ephemeral moment the absurdity of it and the bullshit of every every player that's involved in it 
it, you, you look back on it a year later or seven months later and you're like, God damn, yeah, that was ridiculous. And yeah. why aren't we talking about that right now? <laughs> right. Yeah. Because Yeah. We're not talking about it because the next thing happened. But what we that certainly what, should be. What that show reminds me of a lot is it makes me think all the time of Howard Dean. And I don't know if you remember because we were pretty young at this point. We were like, I think, still in college or we were fresh out of college. And um, Howard Dean was the the front runner for a point uh, in 2004 um, for the Democratic nomination against uh, John Kerry. And do you remember how Howard Dean lost his his bid, how, how his how his candidacy fell apart? I oh man, I remember it. And I'm just trying to because, yeah, I remember it was like a whole thing and it was like really funny and everyone was making fun of it. Right. He yelled. He yelled. Yeah, during he, an, yelled. he yelled. That was it. Yeah. Yeah. He, he made a funny yell. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, I just want to I I feel like maybe I'm being a little pedantic, but I want to repeat that and I want to let that sink right. in that a guy who was like the front runner for one of the parties, the way his flub, his like uh his gaff was that he yelled. Yes. And just and think awesome. about the last like <laughs> 8 years or the last uh 2 yeah. years. <laughs> like I just I don't know, man. I don't know. It's amazing. It's, it's truly, it's truly amazing. Um, uh, do you want to go back and forth? You do your favorite, and or do you want me to do mine? Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's try that out. Um, so mine was a show that I watched last night with uh, with my wife. Um, and I don't want to like turn this into like a TV show fucking review thing or anything like that. But um, nobody watched this show, so I feel on pretty safe ground. This isn't like. Uh, Walking Dead or Game of Thrones or fucking Breaking Bad or something like that where it's like, oh, it was awesome, you know, fucking this wizard killed the gnome or whatever happens on Game of Thrones. <laughs> and, like, um, I feel like uh, this is a show that nobody watched and it was a beautiful small show and it was just over a really long period of time and it ended Saturday night. We watched it to, you know, fast forward through the commercials last night. Um, it, called Halt and Catch Fire. And I don't, I'm, I'm a little bit of a crier. I cry at, especially since I've had a kid, I cry more. But um, that show was a great show all the way through for, for four seasons. Rarely do shows like this, very sh- sort of, like I said before, small, thoughtful character studies like that, where there's no violence. There's not like people being gunned down in the street. There's not a hyper stylized, you know, mad men type of thing to it. It's just, you know, it started in the early eighties. It ended in the mid nineties, uh, in the show's universe. Like it, it's just this really unique show and yeah, nobody watched it. I mean, it didn't get that great of ratings, but it got a chance. I, 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 I mean like as a person who likes television, I really appreciate a station like AMC giving shows like that a chance. And uh, it ended the other night, and I don't want to spoil the ending for anybody that might want to watch it or maybe hasn't watched any of them but would one day binge all over them and, like, watch the whole four seasons of 40 hours of TV. Um, but it was just an incredible ending. It was touching. It Rarely do you see a show, like, not even Breaking Bad, the ending wasn't that great. Like, I mean, they kind of – there were some characters where they really fucking just mailed it in, and that was – that's considered one of the best shows ever. I mean – it's this show, show, it's hard, and this was a perfect yeah. ending, in my opinion. Pitch perfect. I haven't read, you know, any of the like day afters or the reviews or the wrap ups or whatever. So I don't know what other people are saying. Maybe I'm like way off base, but um, I really, I really like that show. So that, that was my my thing that I loved. 
Yeah, all right. So, all right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, it sounds, sounds, I remember hearing something about it at some point, and I don't know, how many seasons was it? Four, which is a weird number, right? Because usually yeah. things either, like, get canceled before that or they last way longer. Right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, no, I might have to check it out. Um, so I guess my, uh, my, my, my hate isn't really a hate. It's just maybe a, uh, more of a disappointment or, uh, just, I don't think it's as good as people make it out to be, but, uh, it would be Blade Runner 2049. Oh God. Um, How'd yeah. that go? It, it's, it's, I mean, it's a beautiful, beautiful movie in every way. Uh, as far as cinematography, uh, the uh, art design and set design, the effects, the score, sound design, and it's just boring as hell. It, it is like the most boring. It's almost three hours long, and it felt like five hours easily uh, just sitting through it. it. It's a whole lot of nothing happens, and apparently you know critics absolutely love it it's and most people go online and say that they loved it but apparently no one's seeing it which as much as i didn't like it kind of depresses me a little bit because even though it's boring as shit it's like you know for something original and i mean i know it's you know a sequel to a 35 year old movie or however long it is but um you know it's still uh it's still such a well-made movie and uh, something you would think people would be interested in. And the fact that even that they're not interested in kind of, you know, well, I mean, it would have like crazy heat coming out of um, Comic-Con, right? Like people were going crazy at the, oh, when yeah. they showed the trailer during the summer. I mean, I remember hearing this yeah, is going to be the greatest. Thing. Apparently it's just nerds, you know? And I, I do think there's probably some uh, weight to the idea that because of that ridiculous runtime of, I think it's two hours and 52 minutes or something. That's disgusting. You know what? Yeah, it's so stupid. I, 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 think I just got to say, like, that, that, who the fuck <laughs> do you think you are? Seriously. Who do you think you are? That's two movies. Just yeah. make two movies instead. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to. And, and I, th- I think. That not just that. that I don't even really know. Does... Other than you, I don't know anybody that's going to spend two hours and 52 minutes at a movie. I know. That's insane. It's, it's, that's an it's, insult. It's, it's truly nuts. And I think that part of the reason it's doing so bad is because of that, because they can't even fit as many screenings in per day. <laughs> because, oh, yeah. you know, I mean, if you, you think know, about they, it, they just have math. To space it out more. Yeah. It's, it's just math. Uh, I, 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 it's just math. It's, it's just math. It's just math. Simple math. You know what? I'm actually comfortable enough that that movie has ins- it's insulted me so much that I don't mind spoiling what happens at the end. It turns mm-hmm. out that Paul Walker was dead the whole time. That's right. That's absolutely true. That's how it ends. And, and you know, we are going to have to wait a little bit longer for the next Fast and the Furious. Until <laughs> mm. they teach his brother how to act. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what, what's, what's yours now that everybody listening hates me? Because if they watched uh, Blade Runner, they fucking loved it. Because that's what people have to say, apparently. <laughs> mine, is, mine is Korean people. No, what if I just came out of the box like that? Really, really racist. Um, I, thank, thank you for listening to the final episode of Bird Park or whatever the hell it's called. <laughs> um, no, you said that it could be something we ate, right? Sure. I'm not going to name the place, but we ate some Puerto Rican food yesterday that made my whole family sick. So mm. that's <laughs> – we've all been well, – like other people in my family got – 
Other people in my family got it worse than me, but we've been on the toilet the whole time. Hey, hey. Name the place. I'm not going to name it. Name, hey, name the place. Chubbies. Is it really called Chubbies? No, dude. A Puerto Rican place named Chubbies? Name the place. I'm not going to. No, I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want any trouble. Louis C.K., I'll deal with. I thought I would. I thought I would be the one that would hold back on this show, but I actually, God. I honestly don't remember what it was called. Oh, you don't remember what it was called? Okay. Sweetie, Monica, what was the name of the place? What place? That made us all sick. Isla del Encanto. Isla del Encanto. Isla del Encanto. You heard it here, everybody. Don't eat there. Leave some Yelp reviews. <laughs> We're probably never going to eat there again. I mean, Good. if we do, we deserve to, like, have the, you know, our entrails flushed out of our asshole in liquefied form. Well, speaking of uh, all that, um, I've got some tacos to go eat for dinner. Enjoy. Yeah. Well, I hope everybody else, if, if anybody ever listens to this, <laughs> I, hope so, I hope they enjoyed it. If it even recorded. If it even recorded. Still not sure. I see the I see the runtime ticker going. That could just be like a middle finger. For all I know. (laughs) 